Disclaimer. No longer matters who's crazy and who's not. The world is on fire and no one is going to put it out for us. No matter your race, religion, or creed, we are all in this together. Questions and comments from anyone on any topic are welcome, so long as everyone is having fun. Life is short and nobody gets out alive, so be kind and let's have some fun. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Alliance Pride. Here's your host, Cassidy Lightwing. I, I, I tr- yeah, no. <laughs> Hello again, and welcome to Coffee Time with the Lion's Pride with your host, Cassidy Lightwing, the Lion. <laughs> and I am Kristen Harding. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Ludo Do Podcast. Okay, so for those of you. Uh, who are in the audience for the pre-show goof-off period. You know, so th- that's the thing. That's our trick to get you to come watch it live so you can joke around with us before the show starts. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is spe- kind of a special episode. I am having an episode of both ways, now that I think about it. Um, I'm not sure if you can tell or not, but I'm a little manic. So we decided that instead of skipping the show for mental health purposes, we would do the show anyway, and we would basically, like, like show you guys coping mechanisms and whatnot. Right. So yeah. Performing can be therapeutic. And I have noticed Cass gets better the more he interacts. Duh. Ah. Jack says, wake up, Cass. Dude, I'm not sure if I'm awake or sleeping right now, man. <laughs> oh. A Jack, my goodness. I'm on cup three. Each cup holds a full six cups of coffee. That's 18 cups of coffee. So how many of those do you need to achieve hyperspeed? (laughs) I think I missed hello, Ray. And hello, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I think that's it. I think we got everybody now. I do believe so. We should do the, this is, you know, um, we should do the initial shout outs again because the show just started. So we scroll oh. up and we do Katie first. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Drek. Who'd I miss? Hi, Raymond. Hi, Daniel. I feel like I'm in romper room and I see Bobby and Susie. <laughs> Did you ever see that? She would look in her magic mirror and... and Romper Room scared me. And I don't know what it was. It's probably the magic mirror. I may or may not have a slight fear of mirrors. Palantir much? That's my point. You never know who's looking (laughs) at the other side of the mirror. Right. Hi, Jack. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, Ted. According to the Futurama rules, it's a hundred cups of coffee. Exactly. See, Jack. Jack wins the point. Okay, so Jack got it. Um, but how many of Drax's cups? To, it should be simple division. One hundred divided by three, we should get thirty-three point three, right? And a third. Booyah! I'm mad. And Ted says, "Hello, I'm trying to figure out what the show is about." We are too. <laughs> okay. No. In all. In all. In all honesty. Um, I'm going to try to do this because I'm, I'm, I am struggling with, uh, with a manic episode. Uh, the show is a comedic take on spirituality and, uh, and, um, 
preternatural phenomenons. <clears throat> With a little bit of uh, motivation uh, into the higher, uh, shall we say, vibration. Yeah. Not to get stuck in fear, doubt, and worry. Right. Um, the two of our, the two of us are people who see. All right. So I'm going to try to put this as politely as I can. So if I, if I, if I, oh, oh, I caught it. Aha. All right. Um, I am not from here. Okay. I'm not from here and neither is, is Kristen. There is actually an entire, uh, movement of people who are beginning to remember former incarnations on other planets. Okay. They're called star seeds. I am not one of those. Okay. I'm what's called a visitor. I, my consciousness is still here. Okay. Now that does not mean I have a spaceship or anything like that. We're talking about realms and aspects of consciousness as technology. You would be considered if I am correct, an extraterrestrial biological entity correct uh yes yes and there's a, a higher resolution name that i just heard that with that's it's new and i'm trying to remember what it's called linda linda molten Howell uses it a lot um i think eben is what she calls us okay, but i they, like that i think, no, no. I think I like so that. but the yeah the, the the fact that uh, that uh, non-terrestrials are here in consciousness embodying human bodies is not unknown it's been known since the 70s we've been here a long time it's mm -hmm. just that we've been starting to come out you know i myself started to come out in 2015 and then Corey good came out and that and then that exploded the entire the entire theory big props to mr good i'm so jealous but big props um what i'm honest about that kind of stuff I'll be dishonest about other stuff. It depends. If I've got a game master screen up, don't trust me. Right. We, we should make that a t-shirt. Don't trust the game master. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Polly. Even. So, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Yes, Pauline, even. Thank you. So what an even is, is basically like, I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm not trying, and we're not trying to build us, ourselves up as like the guys or the answer. Okay, we are we are two of thousands, possibly millions, but I'm not sure I believe that. Uh, but then again, you don't, you should never trust me in math. So just, okay. yeah. Um, I, have, I have a very, very severe uh, disc, is a, uh, like dyscalculia, but for numbers. So it's not that I don't understand the math. It's that the numbers dance around and I'm like, Grr. I think that's pretty to see numbers dancing. Mm -hmm. I think it's very pretty. It just doesn't help when you're trying to do your homework. No. Uh, do, do Drax says, I still want to play slash run a backroom style game. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because the assets <laughs> to build backrooms, um, videos and whatnot just came up in my 3d software stores funny how that happens isn't it yeah. one might almost call that synchronicity and i i just like to clarify that um neither Cass nor i are claiming to be um physically from another place right we might have characteristics that are from that place and we, we remember things from that place but we're not saying that we incarnated there and came here in like a spaceship right. i was that's born, not what we did right no spaceships 
<laughs> I was born in Denver, Colorado in 1978, you know, so it's a little hard to, to, to express sometimes the, the, the situation because people will, will get the wrong idea very, very, very often. Well, you've heard of that conspiracy theory about how the military has been plant implanting chips in kids for years. Well, guess where I was born? Oh, um, Philadelphia. Fort, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, at a military base. That's why I asked you to check and see if the chip was still active, and you said no. I vaguely remember that. Mm -hmm. It was a very long time ago. Dude, for me, that could have been five minutes ago. <laughs> Drax says, we are all human. Yes, that is part of the point of the show, is that, you know, it's kind of like that when the Dalai Lama was asked about aliens. He says, yes, aliens are real, but they're not really aliens. We're all humans. Maybe four eyes, maybe two noses, but same, same. We're Terran. We're here. We're Terran. Pauline says, LOL, is there life on Mars? Yes, there is. They're struggling, but thought so. I have always thought so, Cass. Well, <clears throat> just you know, yeah. Now the situation with life on Mars is something we can get into fully in an episode. But essentially, uh, life as we know it was obliterated on Mars not very long ago, actually. And, and you know, solar system scale not very long ago. So the inhabitants of Mars had to retreat underground. Your your people have are already finding a lot of evidence of this. You know, think about how I mean, this is 2022. What conspiracy is off the table at this point? Not many. Those people that thought that I was absolutely bonkers when I was saying some of the things I was saying are um, asking a lot of questions now and, and feeling quite foolish. Not like my husband, Polly, or anything. But, yeah, I mean, seriously, when I, when I warned him um, specifically against, shall we say, uh, partaking of a certain um, untested brew, and, um, and we didn't, and we were very glad now that we did not partake in that untested brew. So, yeah. Seems a little bit like the uh, tricky Kool-Aid to me. <laughs> so Polly wants to know if they're more advanced. That's a hard question to answer because before the before the uh, uh, the CME coronal mass ejection, some people say that the, a lot of the psychics and whatnot they see all these toplet bombs and they talk about toplet bombs and whatnot. That that's not terribly far from the truth. What they it, it basically imagine a gravity bomb that attracts a coronal mass ejection. You know, um, the effects of the of the CME can still be seen on Mars today. You know, that giant black scar, you know, that's that's it. That's from fire from the sun. So in a way. All right. So right up until that, 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 that the coronal mass ejection. OK, they were more advanced. The, but the only reason they were more advanced is because you guys suffered a very, very serious breakdown of technology about you know, 11,000 years ago. The story of Atlantis, anybody? Mm -hmm. But right up to the time of Atlantis's fall, you guys were neck and neck. The Martian, the Martian technology and people and the human technology and people, same, 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 neck and neck. Uh, there, was, there was communication and travel between the worlds using technology that you're starting to understand that the ancients had, but you haven't discovered it yet. This is the same kind of technology that built Stonehenge and the pyramids. Humans, not aliens, sorry. 
You could make the case that humans were taught to do it by aliens. Sure. Okay. You know, but we're talking like anti-gravity technologies, sound technologies, technologies that to you might look like magic, you know? To me, Stonehenge has always had an energy that was like a vortex. And I always imagined it was like the foundation for landing a ship on. I don't know if that's crazy or not, but that in my little mind, the first time I saw Stonehenge, I was just like, well, that's just a landing strip for, for, for spaceships. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um, what, about Stonehenge? Yeah. Does it have anything to do with extraterrestrials, or is it just an astrological calendar? Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, Stonehenge served a lot, a, a, a lot of a lot of purposes. One of them was a nav point for extra, extraterrestrials, but it was not built for extraterrestrials to nav. Okay, it's just it's really easy for for ET with with that kind of technology to follow what you might call bursts of energy, and uh, Stonehenge is one of those things. Now there there is something. I want you guys to look into ley lines on your own. And the reason why mm -hmm. I want you to look into ley lines on your own is because there's a lot of misinformation. Okay. And I don't want to get anyone confused. Okay. So, but for right now, understand that ley lines are basically lines of energy, like the earth's veins. Think of it like that. Like a grid on top of the earth and you can actually track it with a compass. Some of them, you in can... some places. Yes. Yeah. And so, Stonehenge is built on a convergence of these of these uh, energy flows. Okay, now if you're a fan of uh, of uh, certain types of fiction, you might call it a node. You might call mm -hmm. it. There's all sorts of things to call it a conjunction, whatever. Um, Stonehenge is built on one of those, right? Not like the strongest or anything like that. Just on one of them. Conjunction. What's your function? I magnetize energy and send it into space. Conjunction, conjunction, explain that function. We're supporting the Orion Wars in a healing way. Whoa. Yeah, it gets real and, interesting. And uh, can, Ed, I, I would say, yes, we are in the realm of the hybrid program. One moment. I'm going to go back to Jenna Lee for a second. Fine. All right. No, I'm not upset at you. Jenna, Jenna, it is so good to see you here. Our, the last words we exchanged were not pleasant, and I am sorry. I was going mad with grief and fear. Oh, yeah. So that's what I, I just wanted to say that. Uh, I am so sorry, Jenna. Oh, we are we are military brats together. Yay. So is Shannon. Wah! Okay, let's scroll back up. Pauline said, now... Maybe a million years ago. Again, no, actually very, very, very recently. Uh, there's been attempts at evacuating the species. The problem is, is one of the things that your scientists already know, but they they're, haven't really released it to the public yet. Elon Musk has talked about it a little bit. Um, every planet has its own radiation, okay? And that radiation is built into your body. Your, your mind too, okay? Mind, Christians, everybody, if you were born on Earth, okay? That radiation is a nutrition, okay? Your body needs it, okay? You take a human, you put them on Mars, even if you were to terraform Mars and it was breathable and happy, that human would die because, you know, combination of energy starvation and energy poisoning, okay? 
now real quick you got a lot of you guys have seen like the old the old paintings and uh statues of like bird men and cat men and whatnot holding a purse the purse is a life support what it does it normalizes the local radiation so nobody poisons each other so, i went to john carter of mars and how he had special powers on mars because it was different than earth yeah but John Carter, if you, if, for those of you who read the book, if you, um, they didn't bring it up in the movie, but John Carter was already a super being here on Earth. He was immortal. You know, that's why he was, you know, he was the way he was. Oh, that explains a lot then. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, God, I love that movie. They just should have called it A Princess of Mars. Okay. Just calling it John Carter. Like, they might have called, they should have, they might as well called it Banana Sandwich. You know what I mean? Well, there's actually John Carter, which is Disney. And then there's another one that's called John Carter of Mars. Mm -hmm. And it's different. And I have both of them. Ooh, okay. I, I may have oopsed on eBay. <laughs> I want to see that other one because I'm a big fan. I'm actually a big fan of all of Edgar Rice Burroughs' work. And you can tell that because there's an homage to Edgar Rice Burroughs in Skeins of Fate. Lisa's last name is Burroughs. Ah, nice. Yeah. Funny thing is, a lot of my friends in California, they assume boroughs like a borough, you know, because mm -hmm. in that part of California, we have a very, very high. Um, I don't know what word to use because a lot of words are being offended, but. How about donkey? No, no, no I'm not talking about that, but uh, a high population of people who were not born in America, but came to America and immigrated. Um, are immigrants. Uh, no, yeah, no. Immigrant is the word I was looking for. Okay. Are our southern friends that came here? Yeah, pretty much. There, there, was, there was a lot of immigrants where we came, where where, I, where we came from. I don't want to say like a lot of people would say just say Mexicans, but they're not. There's there are people from Honduras. There's people from Nicaragua. There's people from Afghanistan. There's it. it it's an influx of of. And I'm not talking about the current the current illegal immigrant crisis. I'm talking about back when it was, you know, I'm talking about people who came to America to be Americans. All right. Mm -hmm. So it is. Anyway, back back to the story. <clears throat> Where were we? Pauline said, "What is the significance of that ley lines?" Uh, well. There's not much significant to ley lines in modern life unless you unless you practice or understand feng shui. Uh, but the ley lines essentially deli uh, deliver. Remember how I was talking about this the, the this energy this radiation that we need. It it delivers partially partially what it does it delivers this radiation to wherever it needs to go. One of the reasons why the Sahara is sanding over. You know, and it, it look into it sometime. The Sahara is is weird. It's like a growing desert. It's it's actually really should be a more, much more concern to people than they think. The, so part of what's wrong with the Sahara is that the ley lines don't function properly. They blew up or something, you know. Um, I don't know. That's one of the reasons why. What was that? Because I, I just get this funny feeling and, and there is no basis for it in truth. It's just a funny feeling, okay? But I get this funny feeling that the ley lanes were originally there to energize us, to re She blipped. Ted says, is Stonehenge like one of those rectangular objects they find in the middle of nowhere? Yes, it is a, it is a, it is a group of, of those. 
it is a group of those that's in England. All right, you're back. What were you saying? Hello. Um, I was saying that the to me the ley lines are, and like I said, it's just a feeling. It's not fact. It's not based in fact. But when I think about it, it's almost like a nutritional source, that energy, that that ley line energy that you can clear um, crystals, et cetera, with. Right. I'm not sure if it was messed with intentionally to stop us from understanding how much power we had or if it was accidental for Moors or what. But, yeah, the stones have been moved. Many times, uh, when they first discovered Stonehenge, it was actually complete. But they've been they've pulled stones and whatnot away from it so often that now it looks all crumbled. But when they first discovered it, it was still in full in the full circle and everything. So, getting back to the original question of what it what it's for, uh, what Stonehenge does is it redirects excess uh, amounts of this of this energy and sends it it basically directs it now a person who understands the technology can also tap into that energy you know and then again we're talking about technology that looks a lot like magic don't think about magic that's a whole other show entirely okay but uh like uh, the arturians for example they can fuel up a little bit near you know with stonehenge things like that it, it redirects the energy and makes it into a vortex and sends it exactly what i was trying to say we used to have that technology here. Mm -hmm. Not so much anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's 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 kind of what why, why I was having a hard time answering the question because as far as spiritually spiritual technology, the kind of technology we're talking about, you guys haven't lost it. It's still in here. You know, it, it's still in your minds. You've just forgotten for a little while. You know. Now, in that way they are still neck and neck which is a big problem for the survivors left on mars you know because they had a spiritual collapse as well you know same as human same as uh as earth so and jenna says yes ley lines to the planet where meridians are to the human body we our bodies are part of the planet yes ma'am and Bam. John Mormon says, don't need it technology. Technology is a funny word in the context that I'm using it. Basically, you understand how a hammer works, right? Mm -hmm. But you have observed high primates that don't understand what a hammer is or what it does. Okay. So that aspect, that phenomenon of levering force, okay, you know it so intrinsically that it's part of your brain as a child. You know what a hammer is for. It makes your wax harder. Okay. Now, you may not know the math behind it, but you understand that phenomenon to the point where it's not magic anymore. Now, you hand, a hand it to a chimpanzee or a bonobo, it'll be like Excalibur. But to you guys, it's just a hammer. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in this context, when I, when I talk about technological bases, what I'm saying is, is something that you understand to an intrinsic level, a phenomenon that you understand to an intrinsic level, that it's just part of who you are now. You know, then it's technology. It's no longer magic, right? To an ant, to the animals, building a house is some dark sorcery. But to us, it's just like, dude, hammer and nail. You know, same thing with you guys. What traversing galaxies in the blink of an eye? Magic. 
No, it's just Tuesday. that you don't know. Understand... <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, once you understand, like, gravity and light and, and higher physics, okay, then what looks like magic and impossible to humans becomes intrinsic to even the children. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I, what I mean when I say a technology. Now, the thing is, a lot of higher technologies function on forms of energy and radiation that magicians also use. You see what I mean? So that's where the problem is. That's why I divide the technology from the magic. I can teach you both, but, you know, yeah. Okay, I've been talking a long time. Hi. Hi. So can some people do remote viewing? Yes, I believe they can, Pauline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, remote viewing is part of your is part of the human pa- sensory package. Now, one of the phenomenons that we're seeing right now is that humans are getting way too many calories and uh, energy parcels sent to the cortex. Okay, that's not where the psychic stuff is. The psychic stuff is back here. You see what I mean? Through meditative training, you train your brain to give more calories to the psychic organs. And but remote viewing is intrinsic to your people. Like shaman do it regularly. I can't do it, but don't tell anybody. My baby sister taught me how. I I will tell you that it was so simple, true. It was just like crazy. She said, all you do is you ask a question, you shut your eyes, and you get your answer. I think that's different than the remote viewing they're talking about. Well, you can. Um, okay. I took a test many years ago on the internet and it asked questions like how many arches are in our building? And so you close your eyes, you try to visualize that and you give the number and I got like six out of seven, right? So they said I was a remote viewer. Now, I don't know if, if that's what people are talking about, but that's what I understood it to be. What were you talking about? Um, basically the ability to throw your senses to a place other place and time other than here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Pauline, and no, I, I can not, uh, I had, I've, I've had a very violent life and that's not me saying my my parents abused me. I'm talking about after that, from the car accident on, I've had multiple, very severe head injuries and the psychic organs that people normally rely on are broken. There's like, you can see it on the MRI. This whole part of the skull is pushed in. Like you can feel it if you, if you touch my head, you know? So the problem is that's where the psychic organs are. So I, you know, I was psychic when I was a kid, but now it's, it's so vague and, and quiet as to, I, I can't classify myself as psychic. Um, what I can do and what allows me to do the things I do is what I, what I can do is move my light body separate from my normal body, my light body and my normal body. They're connected, but they don't like you guys, most of you, some of you can do what I'm talking about too. But for most people, your light body, your energetic body is tied like intrinsically. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, kind of like, your sh- Oh, perfect. It's like, just like your shadow. Okay. For most right. people, that's your shadow. Trouble is, Peter Pan and his shadow don't exactly get along. Yeah. So imagine your light body like that shadow, right? 
in my case, my shadow is my, my shadow, my light body, whatever you want to call it is free. So when I do a heat, when I, when I do my healing thing, what I do is my light body goes to you. I don't necessarily get a sensory input because it's all broken back here, you know? So that's why for those of you who, who I've worked with, like for exorcisms, healings, etc., that's why I have to check back in with you because I can't sense it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm, no, no need to be sorry, Pauline. It's okay. That's a question that needs answering, you know, because I'll, I'll say frequently I'm not psychic, but then I talk about this stuff and they're like, but you just said it's not psychic. It's a different part of the brain. Astral projection is another, it's in the same family as, uh, as remote viewing. So, and again, just go, you just go outside of yourself for a moment. Right. And all of these things are fully available to you who haven't had your skulls crushed in. Um, <clears throat> all Even those are, if you have, cause I, I have a TBI too. Well, okay. Then my, my joke just went <laughs> pew <laughs> Sorry about that no it's okay it's okay no it's, it's important it's important that you know just because you had a head injury doesn't mean these things are closed to you exactly now granted yours was much more severe um i just bashed my head and got glass in my head and my eyes and you know trashed my knees yours was much more severe um and but, repeated over time yeah but for me that was when I had my major realization that before I hadn't considered um, what kind of memory I would leave if I had died that day prior. And from that point on, I was like, oh, no, I want the memory people have of me to always bring a smile. That's logical. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Now, referring back to the earlier subject, um, that basically Jenna sums it up nicely like technology as in tele telepathy as a technology. Think mm -hmm. of it that way, you know? So yeah, these things and your, your ancestors circa, you know, pre, um, I can't remember what the geologists call it, but the comet hit the earth about 11,000 years ago. Um, the dinosaur killer. No, that was way earlier. <clears throat> no, it was 11,000 years ago. Comet. Uh, hit the earth's hit the earth's outer atmosphere and broke up into about eight pieces, and the way they landed all over the world precipitated what people remember today as the Great Flood. Oh, yeah, and I can't remember what they call it, but uh, yeah. So due to certain cultural shifts involving that event, uh, they stopped teaching you. Stop teaching your children how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it became taboo. And quick version of the reason why is the survivors of the event, Younger Dryas event. Booyah! I beat my head injury again. Yay, you. Yeah, so, um, oh crap, I forgot it again. Younger Dryas, okay. So when the Younger Dryas event hit, all many cultures, the ones that survived, assumed that it was a punishment from God for all the wickedness. Fair enough. Fair enough. I believe that part, too. The problem is they also layered in a fear <clears throat> of the unknown. You know, they didn't want it to ever happen again. So they started to kill you, started to kill your psychics, you know, and, and it, you know what I mean? You got a special kid, throw it in the fire, give it back to God, right? 
I'm coming for you, Moloch. We're coming to get you, Moloch. Thank you. Anyway, so, right. But that stuff is still there, you know, and you can all access it. And no one should be charging you to be able to teach you how to do that. It is insane that people are getting away with helping you guys remember this technology, but charging you for it. I, I, whatever. I don't get it. They have worked out, obviously, a program. And if it benefits people and they get something of it, then, you know, a workman is worthy of his hire. So let's hope that they're telling the truth. Yeah. Genesis cast, sever the spine at the neck and the heart still beats. She, she said great, but she meant heart. She corrects it a couple mm-hmm. of times. But the heart still beats. Damage to physical organs does not have to be the end of connection to abilities. Exactly. That I, that was kind of my point is that I compensated, you know, I so I don't have that organ anymore. I still got this one. I still got mm-hmm. this one. I still got this one. You know, so basically like my to put it in You're Star Trek it. terms, my brain rerouted the encryptions so that now I smell psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. So but that that but that's the whole point, you know, now, even without that brain damage. If I was, if I were to dedicate myself to spirituality, it, that would not matter. The damage to this anchor would be irrelevant. Okay. However, I don't lead that spiritual life, but it's possible. You know, if I really truly wanted to save my psychic connection more than I wanted to do other things, yeah, I could have. You know, I mean, we all know how fast I heal. But other things are more important to me, you know, like family, you know, this show, video games. Somebody said video games. It wasn't me. Somebody's talking. We got a heckler. (laughs) Pauline says, I've made a huge mistake recently where I'm living. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use you as explain here live. And maybe if you hear my words, you'll understand. And then that could also help other people. Now, Pauline and I both have a condition called Asperger's. And if you want to call it Asperger, I'm good. Go ahead. I, you have, I give you my permission. So Pauline is suffering. She had a very, very harsh childhood. Um, I don't want to say her mother, her mother was abusive, but she was abusive. She didn't mean to be abusive, but back when Pauline and I were growing up, nobody understood Asperger's syndrome. You were just a weirdo kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would have been listed as a problem child and probably put into special, special ed. Uh, among other bad shit that happened to, happened to Pauline. So what I've been trying to tell you, Pauline, is that yes, you had a hard life. Okay. The thing is, is that you're at an age now where you you have been outside of that abuse for longer than you were in it. You see what I mean? You, you, You must put it into the back of your mind. I've been trying desperately to help you. The spirits will not answer me until you do, until you do as they've asked. Um, I've been pulling cards and and whatnot for Pauline for about seven years. So, but they. The best revenge you can get from those bullies in your past is to have a happy life. Exactly. But you can't start your happy life until you stop spinning on what happened. Now, for those of you who aren't as, who don't have the syndrome, you might not understand what I mean. When I say I'm spinning, I'm talking about like basically 
my mom abused me and my dad abused me and my grandma abused me and then my mom abused me and my dad. And then you're switching around to the different bad things that happened to you, unable to get out of that mode. So you can pry your eye away from one abuse, but there's another one. And then you pry your eyes away from that one. And there's another one. Now I, I was caught in that spin for like six years because y'all have heard the dark shit. The other 2% of my dad, you know, my, for those of you who are new to the show, at 98% best dad you could possibly imagine. But that 2%, Wow. Okay. So I was stuck on that 2% for six years. I, I literally couldn't get out of the spin of what had happened to me and how am I supposed to have a normal life? You know what I mean? So, and I, I kept spinning and spinning and spinning and it, my family was hurting and it was tearing my life apart. And then one day my, 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 my bro, Dan says, okay, Cassidy, I love you, but don't talk to me until you can talk to me without telling me how bad your mom and dad were click and i would thought for a second i was like oh my god oh my fucking god and that was i'm jumping on the cookie for that one you know and it was it, it just blew my mind and i called him back like five minutes later he goes yeah it was that easy wasn't it and i'm like yes but for six years man he stood by my side trying to to help me out and i, I wouldn't make the decision you know, Kevin was talking when my, when my bro Kevin was here, he was talking about the have to. I wouldn't find my have to. Okay. I didn't have to stop spinning until a family member, somebody I love said, all right, I'm out. Sometimes we need those boundaries just to get out of our own head. Right. And lucky, luckily, thank God for me, um, that was a calculated move on Dan's part to keep me from losing people for reals. And thank you, Dan. We need to say hello to King. Hi, King. <laughs> oh, are, are you King? King King? Well, that's who it says, King Carter. He says, hey, bro. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out if that's the King I know. We, 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 there's a guy, that one of, my, one of my best friends here in Colorado is named King. So I'm like, is King, is that you? Is it you? <laughs> okay, so. I like that Pauline's joke. I had a lovely childhood. Just magical. <clears throat> All right. So Pauline says, yes. So what were they? What are they asking? Be specific. They are asking you to stop thinking of the abuse. Okay. They're not asking you to forgive. They're not asking you to, 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 to heal your thyself in a day. What they're asking you to do is stop thinking about the bad shit that happened to you and think about where you want your life to go now. Yeah, you have to visualize a better path. Right. Now, without I can't say more without airing your dirty laundry. What I can say is we're here to support you, whichever path you choose, even if you choose the path we don't want you to. Okay? Like the first time. You know, it. we're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to be your friend. Okay? So whatever you decide to do will support you, but you must decide where you want your life to go. And you have to separate yourself from the abuse that happened to someone a long time ago. You're not even that same person anymore. Really? You know, that's the trouble with it happening when you're young ah, okay. is that you, you, um, you feel like you're trapped and you're a child and there's not much you can do about it. So again, the best revenge is to remember you're big now and you have a voice and you can take care of yourself. Better than those parents ever did. Yeah. 
And then it you is can... King. Cool. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm so glad you're you're finally seeing the show. I want you to come on the show. All right. Um, we lost a lot of comments. Um, yes, yeah, a severe natural disaster has sent you back sent you back to the Stone Age. Yeah. So basically, your guys is what I call Newtonian technology, i.e., like this right here. You 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 push a stone and it goes boom, and you have fire. Right. Mm -hmm. This this the magic screen, the way you guys bang rocks together until they talk to each other. Newtonian technology. So in that time, in that technological uh, phase, the Martians are way the hell and gone ahead of you. OK, but it's not doing them much good because their planet's dying. They need to find a way to uh, they need to find a way to get back a connection back to what you might we might call in the show spiritual technology. So they need help. Oh, he says he's been watching for a while. Well, I didn't know that because I can only see a little part of the screen at the same time. Hmm. Jenna says, similar to recalling past lives, I'm not that person now. Exactly. Right? right? You, you know? can't. A, a person cannot cross the same river twice because they are not the same person and it's not the same river. Right. And if you can just use that in your head every time you start to spin it gives you permission to just step out of the river. Right. And quite frankly, if you turn and look at your life through a, through, through a different kind of lens, it can give you that strength. Like, you know how I say 98% best dad ever, 2% worst dad ever, way more than 2% worst son ever. Okay. But I was a teenager. We all were that shitty at one time. Well, you probably weren't, but most of us were that shitty when we were kids. I'm not that guy. Do you guy really anymore. think that I would have turned out the way I did if I hadn't occasionally had a less than five foot mother who slapped me across the face because she was German? I've heard the tales of your childhood, but I'm going to admit here in front of everybody, I kind of don't believe you. I'm, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you materialized out of holy light, um, you know, <laughs> fully formed. My mother's spinning in her grave going, hellfire, hellfire, not holy water. Spin, bitch, spin. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had you for a second. You were like, what? <laughs> nope. Dude. Dude, come on over, bro. You have an open invitation. You know, we don't even clean up when he's coming over. He's that good a friend. Oh, that is a good friend. Jack, I agree with you. Teenage years is like being on LSD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. So when I was able to look back at all the crazy shit I got into, I don't know how he made it. I don't know how my mom made it, except that my mom had Doug, and Doug is like an ironclad example of what a father should be. Sorry, Edward, you know, but so she had Doug to hang on to. I don't know how my dad managed it. So when I look back and think of, you know, okay, so he did this, but I was so out of control. And now that I'm a dad, I understand. Oh, so I'm a different dude now. And that's what allowed me and my dad to finally have that last conversation, you know, before he died. And if I was still that asshole teenager, couldn't have happened. I couldn't have reconnected with my mom. I'm a different person than I was when those bad things happened to that poor kid, you know? And hopefully that'll give you a little bit of strength. 
I hope. Now, I'm not saying blame yourself. What I'm saying is look at it with soft eyes. Okay, look yeah. at what they had to deal with and the and the pain that caused that they were caused. Look at that, you know, consider these things. It tends to make the jump easier to get out of the mm -hmm. spin mode. Exactly. And sometimes what we think is the Grand Canyon is actually just a little mud puddle. That's all we have to do is step over it. Agreed. You know, and if your mud puddle seems like a river, take someone's hand and take a step. Then you look back and go, oh, oh that was just, oh. That wasn't the part as I thought it would be. Yeah, that's my favorite part about, yeah, about like ego deaths and evolving and learning more about yourself is realizing how easy it could have been the whole time. You know what I mean? Now, King says it's a behavior issue, honestly. Uh, elaborate. So. Oh, I've heard of Dairy Girls. What about Dairy Girls, Pauline? It's a program on Netflix, apparently. Fair enough. King says, you have people in the world who pick on kids, but in all honesty, it's how you deal with it. I could agree with that, you know, because my, ki my kids didn't cause me nearly as much trouble as they caused my dad. The curse did not work, you know. <laughs> My grandma said, I hope you have a chick kid who acts just like my dad loved, loved to do this bit when he was alive. So I'm going to kind of try to do it like him. Yeah, my mom said, I hope you had a kid that acts just like you. And then I got Cassidy. I'm like, <laughs> he does this thing like, <laughs> like he dodged it. You know, but so same thing. He, he tried to put the curse on me, you know, when I hit my teenage years. I was a very easy young child, not so much as a teenager. But my kids don't cause me half the grief that I caused my dad, you know? I used to say that to mine, too. You guys are so good. You don't even think of half the stuff that I got in trouble for. Yeah. Like, how many kids today know the fear of, of realizing that the streetlights have been off for a while? Oh, and you're not home? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that what used to get me. I was like, wait a second. Wait, how long have the lights been off? Run home. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Right. King says it's people who have insecurities and the only way to feel powerful is to, me to demean the child and beat the child. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see. All right. Gotcha. So basically they what they're doing is they're projecting their own weakness onto somebody else and trying to beat it out of themselves. And that I have seen so many times with young people, you know, it can manifest in, in so many ways, bullying, animal abuse, you know, so many different ways. And that is a mental illness and it does need to be addressed. Yes. Yes. Um, I advise people to just give Jordan Peterson a look on that one. Type in uh, devouring mother or uh, tyrannical father, Jordan Peterson and whichever parent, you're, 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 you know, it's the devouring mother and the tyrannical father are the two essentially psychological archetypes that are grinding our society into dust. So John says, not a typical teenager or kid. I wasn't either. It's just that the shit I got into as a teen, as a teenager, it wasn't like the normal stuff, like boosting cars or like whatever that, you know, it's like, where's Cass? It's midnight. Oh shit. You know, check the woods, you know? <laughs> I agree with you, King. It's no structure in the world. And I'm going to yeah. add one little thing, and you're going to you're going to giggle. 
but I also believe that it was when uh, Nixon went into the White House and all of a sudden we had something called a lot of inflation and the moms had to go to work. Who were watching the children? Where did they learn their structure? Where did they learn right and wrong? Television. If they learned it at all, they learned it at school. Well, what was going on at school? It was the 60s, 70s, 80s. There was a lot going on. Should we have had more direction? Oh, heck yeah. But I believe that's what happened. You know, children were being born, but their moms or dads, there should be a parent that is allowed to stay home with their child. Yeah. Austin Powers summed it up, and I'm going to, to paraphrase Austin, Austin Powers. Now we have freedom and responsibility. It's a very groovy time. <laughs> so, well, actually, did you see that they have come up with a men's birth control pill? Cool. Side effects may, may include exploded testes. <clears throat> I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like they, like they had this anti-depression pill very recently. Side effects were suicide. I mean, what the hell? One of the, oh, one of the side effects was suicidal thoughts. Sign <laughs> me up. My goodness. You know, there are times that, that um, because I watch Star Trek on uh, Antenna TV, we get bombarded with those commercials. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the side effects are just so heinous. You're like, really? Oh, yes, please. I'm going to ask my doctor about this. And then right at the bottom, it says, but your doctor will tell you if the risk or if the benefit outweighs the risk. I'm like, OK, then. Yeah. Side effects may include facial anal inversion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Think about it. OK. <laughs> Jenna says we've arrived at the file. Because it's the final countdown. Um, anyway, Jenna says, we've arrived at the final crossroads. Our deeply difficult pasts had a purpose. The future depends on us now. Agreed. Very, very, so, very much agreed. And how badass we must be to have manifested now. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I might as well be a Superman up in this bitch. <laughs> I was about to say overfiend, and then I stopped myself. Good. <laughs> I like Superman much better. Yeah, I try. I've been thinking about that a lot, especially with the you know the the grief situation and people wondering if I was going to lose my mind. That's a valid concern. I'm 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 bravo for wondering. Um, but that song, you know, if I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive and, and then you, then that gets me thinking about how these freaking people who are terrified that I'm just terrified of me for no stinking reason. So it's like, whatever. You didn't even do the thing. Yeah, I didn't even do the thing. I usually do a thing. There's things I do to be pissed off at me about. You don't need to make up a thing. <sighs> All I can say is let it go. Do you want to do some blow, man? <laughs> no. Come on, that would be great. <laughs> no. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> I gotcha. Tell him. Tell him. Oh, One last thing, so... and then, then we got to go. But this this is, it broke one my heart. About, 
Yeah, once upon a time, I heard a beautiful song that to me sounded like a medieval round. And I just loved it and fell in love with it and found it on karaoke music. And I sang it and it was by an artist called Seal. And it was called Kiss from a Rose. And I sang it and I sang my heart out. And my gay friend came up to me and said, Kristen, you do know you just sang about cocaine, right? And I'm like, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> now, imagine Cassidy's face when she's telling Cassidy the story. No, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, go back and look at the, you know, look, look at, at the, the lyrics. lyrics. It's like, no, it tracks. And now right. I can't unknow that. So now you can't unknow it, too. Ha! Right. Jenna says, we are going to tear some shit up. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, we are the overfiend. My orders are simple. Uh, my orders from Father are simple. Bring all false idols to their knees, starting with the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm good mine at that. Were, mine were, until I met you, to blend in and comfort those that were lost, forgotten, yeah, not found. Yeah. Well, that's still our primary mission. It's just that right now it's red alert time. But normally, our mission is exploration, peace, love, new life forms, and strength. I can't do the whole What's the intro? I can't remember the Star Trek intro. That's how bad it is today, folks, when I can't remember the Star Trek intro. Oh, my goodness. No. Peace, love, and Bobby Sherman, man. To explore strange new worlds. New world. To seek, seek out, out new life. And new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before. Yeah, well, we sought out new life and civilizations. We boldly went where no cat has gone before. And here's where we ended up. So. <clears throat> and we're happy to help. I don't know. I think I'm going to play bad cop from now on. All I'm, right, you I'm not it. happy to help. You can you can let the Lyran out and I'll let the Pleiadian out and. We'll, we'll find that gray area somewhere in between. In all seriousness for a moment, folks, if you're dealing with, with grief, finding, sinking back to your past lives is healthy. Don't dwell there. But a good reminder that no one has ever really gone really helps. Yes. Because it is known we are energy and energy never dies. Is yeah. that all for now, dear lights? Mm-hmm. All right. That's all for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. Never forget that you are amazing. You are loved. Be well. Be safe out there. And we'll see you on the next show. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all the time we have for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that like button and share with your friends. We have a great many people to reach, but we are only as strong as our signal. The world can be a scary place, but you don't have to face it alone. We love you, everybody. Be safe out there.